Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is NBA Today, hosted by Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. Coming up on NBA Today, you're telling me there's a chance the up-to-the-minute status of Joel Embiid ahead of a massive Game 3. Plus, speaking of Game 3s, tonight CP3 and the Suns, they look to send Luka into an 0-3 hole. What a 37th birthday celebration that would be. And from celebrating one legendary guard to another, we'll look back at one iconic moment involving the answer. All that and more, NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today, and what better way to finish off the week than when a couple of exceptional analysts that just so happen to also be NBA champions, Kendrick Perkins and Matt Barnes. So the day got started with some news on the Joel Embiid front. The Sixers big man, he cleared concussion protocols and has been upgraded to doubtful. That's after he was listed as out as recently as this morning. So clearly there's some momentum here as he started the day out. So for more on Joel Embiid, we're joined by ESPN senior NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski. Woj, what exactly needs to happen here for Embiid to play? Well, Malik, I think there's a, a, a growing confidence that Joel Embiid will be back for Game 3. He went through shoot-around this morning. He cleared concussion protocol. That's why they were able to upgrade him to doubtful. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he's upgraded again to questionable and then, and then gives Philadelphia the green light before the game tonight. Uh, he has been... Uh, on course to be able to play here in game three as far back as Sunday we reported that there was optimism as long as he got past the concussion protocols certainly there's risk here uh, playing there's risk of pain certainly uh, playing with an orbital fracture certainly he'll have a mask on he's already playing with a torn ligament in his thumb uh, but Joel Embiid will go through his warm-ups tonight you know the expectation is barring any kind of a setback that Embiid makes his return against the Heat here in Game 3, really with Philly's season on the line. Absolutely, and that is music to Sixers fans' ears. Woj, thank you so much for joining us on NBA Today. So the Sixers, they've been 25 points per 100 possessions better this postseason when both Embiid and Harden are on the floor together. That's better than when it's just Harden. So no secret here, if Embiid plays, it has a big impact on tonight and on the series. So, Big Perk, I, I think I need a big pep talk for Philly's big man. Right, and here's my pep talk, right? Put me in Doc Rivers' shoes, and here I am. Call me Coach Perk. This is how I Joel and B. Hey, big fella. First of all, I want to start off by saying thank you. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for going through the Ben Simmons saga. Thank you for carrying this team. Thank you. If I had the money to pay you, I'd pay you extra myself. But besides all that, you have a chance right now to be one of the greatest stories in NBA history. If you come back and lead us in this game three and lead us to winning this series, guess what? You will shut up all the conversation about the MVP talk. You will be now noticed as the best big man in the game today. And look, you will be marked in NBA history forever. And you could do it. We need you, big, 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 big Philly, big Joel and big. We can't depend on James Harden. We can't depend on nobody else. 
but one person we know we can depend on, we can depend on you. Well, and it's pretty miraculous that they can, considering not only are we talking about a concussion that he is has overcome, not only are we talking about an orbital fracture, we're also talking about that ligament issue, Matt. So let's unpack this game just a little bit more. Assuming Joel Embiid plays, how much does that change the outlook on this series in your estimation? I don't know if it completely changes the outlook on the series. I feel like Miami is just playing better right now. Mm. And what's most important for Contesto is you got to get hot at the right time. Miami is playing good basketball right now. But what I will say is obviously adding some of his caliber, uh, an MVP candidate in my book should be the MVP. Preach. It's definitely going to give them the game. And this is kind of giving me a throwback, a Willis Reed type. Uh, <laughs> oh, although, although even though Willis, it's not game seven hey, in the although, finals, although but Willis sure. Although Willis is in the finals in game seven, uh, just the energy of him coming out there, the crowd getting behind him. Obviously, Philly, like you said, it's going to be Philly to music, fan, uh, music to Philly's fans' ears. They're going to be so excited. So I see him coming back. Uh, they know he's going to play already. You know what I mean? It, obviously, there's protocol and stuff they have to say in case he doesn't. But I have a feeling he's going to play. And I think he's going to have a big game. But I don't know if it's going to be enough to get them the series. I'm a little worried. I mean, he's been off for nine days. Mm. We're talking about the, the injury to his thumb. You know, his face coming out of the, concu the concussion protocol. And now all of a sudden, you asking him to go out here and actually save the day uh, against a Heat team that's arguably the best conditioned team in the NBA, one of the most physical team in the NBA. And then you have to also psychologically go against Eric Spolster, who's one of the best coaches in the game. Yep. And you, you don't know what he's going to throw at you. On the bright side of this is that even Joel and B being on the floor and say he's not playing at his MVP type level, he still could be a decoy for others, get others easier shots, get James Harden those one-on-one isolations right. without the boxes and elbows and, and him driving lanes being clogged up. So, I mean, I take a 50% Joel and B over a Paul Reed and DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> well, when we're specifically talking about the others, right, and who he could help, we're looking at James Harden. We spent so much time on the show talking about his struggles when right. he's the only star yeah. on the court for the 76ers. How do you see that changing with Joel Matt? Well, I mean, I think oddly what's crazy enough is James has set the bar so high, he's nearly at like 19 or 20 and almost nine assists in this series. And we're still talking about he's not playing well, which is crazy. But again, he set the bar so well. But I think obviously, first and foremost, that's the guy he's going to help most for every reason Perk just said. Obviously, he's going to be able to take more attention off James. Uh, they work very well in the pick and roll. And let's keep it real. I mean, he, if not, the flip of the coin, him or Njokic is the best big in the game. So mm -hmm. obviously nine days off is going to hurt him a little bit. But I think if he's going to be out there, this guy's a warrior and he's he's mentally strong as well. So I feel like if he's going to be out there, he's definitely going to help this team. Well, look, man, I got to correct you. He's the, he's going to, he, him and Jokic are the best centers in the game because we have to remember Giannis Antetokounmpo is a big. Okay? <laughs> That's fair. We can't leave him out. But here's the thing. The Heat are so dangerous that I, I like Eric Spolster right. was already like you can't fool him he was already saying that we're preparing for MB to play so his game plan is going to be on point but I will say this about the Philadelphia 76ers I actually think that they're going to win this game tonight and I say that because role players play better at home and I think that energy sure. is going to be great I think that those looks of those shots are going to be more wide open and they're going to knock them down and I think they're going to win this game can I say one thing real quick and, and Spolster has always been known and his defense have been known to cut the head off the snake normally when it's a guard mm. I don't know if anyone can cut the head off 
what Embiid has going on. So although Bam is a hell of a defender, Embiid is just on another level as far as big goes. So it'll be interesting. You know Spolster's going to have a plan. They're going to throw different looks. They're going to double them. They're probably going to front them. They're going to do a bunch of different stuff. But I don't think there's anyone that can really slow down Joel Embiid. It just depends on what percentage of Joel Embiid right. is showing up because not only did he take nine days off, it's not like there was or took nine days off. It's not like he's on vacation. He was hurt. He's still hurt. He's still playing right. through injuries. So what version of him is going to show up? You mentioned the Heat, their defense. We've mm -hmm. talked a whole lot about that. How does their defense change perk with Joel Embiid on the floor? Well, now it just opens up where you, you can't play boxes and elbows, and now he becomes the factor, right? Mm -hmm. You have to key in on him. And I know Bam, I of the bio is is a is a great 101 defender but like Matt said it ain't too many guys that's locking up MB matter of fact there's no guys that's right. locking them up so now James Harden Tyrese Maxey those open looks Danny Green those wide open shots yeah. again that you Danny were getting Green, yeah. Tobias Harris I mean Tyrese Maxey was even playing well on the yeah, road but Harris has been playing well too Credit but Danny Harris. Green has been yes. horrible yes. but but with Embiid on the floor he actually been playing well yeah. so that's that decoy part of things that it, his, you know, presence, so his presence alone is going to help everybody. It's going to help the fans. Coaches are going to be happy. So we're just happy to hopefully see him back on the court tonight. Be fine. Perk, I, I, I was complimenting. I'm sorry, this has been going through my mind the entire time we've been doing this. I mean, I complimented Matt when he walked in on, you know, he's always the swaggiest guy. Does he kind of look like like a chic Harry Potter right now? With the, <laughs> <laughs> it's the tie. And they're like, are you wearing like five layers? Are you cold? It is a little warm out there yeah. today, but hey, this is, you know, what we decided to go with. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, he dressed up because it's his friend's birthday still to come on NBA Today. It is Chris Paul's birthday, but we're not dishing him out gifts, but rather some gifts. You'll you'll see what I mean in, in just a little bit. And, and what a present the basketball world gets when wrapped tomorrow with Buck Celtics, Grizz Dubs. My three burning questions about that doubleheader. That's next with a little help from my friends. And the answer had so many classic moments in his illustrious NBA career. But we look back at the anniversary of this one. We sitting here, I supposed to be the franchise player and we in here talking about practice. Well, Coach I mean, it, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. NBA Today is brought to you by Marvel Studios' Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Only in theaters everywhere now. I'm the old head that like to slow it down sometimes. You know, Chris Paul and I are the same age. He's still oh. killing these young boys. That's what he wanted. Look at the shot by Chris Paul. And this is a guy who's getting ready to turn to 37. Oh, my goodness. You may think this is a kid's game, but no way. <laughs> Well, 
today he'll be known as CP37, right? Because it's his 37th birthday of the one, the only Mr. Chris Paul. And, and Perk, we heard you say it. You tweeted it the other day that y'all are the same age, and mm -hmm. he doesn't know how Chris is still playing. Yeah. And I think it's probably his uh, eating regimen. Well, because <laughs> I asked you, like, chocolate or vanilla cake better, and you uh, said all the cakes. All the cakes. <laughs> all the At cake. least I'm honest. I I'm, oh, you could be. That's, I appreciate oh, that about be. you. <laughs> so instead of gifts, we're going to be handing out gifts, as in G-I-Fs. Is it gifts? Or, do you say GIF or GIF? They're definitely going to correct you on Twitter if you said yeah. it wrong. It's we'll GIF. Know in a little while. Zach Lowe, it is GIF, because there's plenty to choose from. Zach, I want to start with you. Which GIF GIF are you choosing to give CP3 ahead of tonight's Game 3 and why? So Matt chose the best one, which we'll get to later. But Chris <laughs> Paul is the point god because he maximizes every possession. He's doing math in his head at all times to increase his, his team's chances. And there is nothing like a Chris Paul team in the bonus because as soon as he gets in the bonus, that's what he's doing. The rip through. Campaign is doing the rip through dance on the bench. Normally bench guys are like mimicking dunks or cool moves. The Phoenix bench guys are mimicking fouls that Chris Paul grifts his way to with rip throughs. He's not even trying to shoot. It's just he's the rip through Ooh. master. So Campaign, Ooh. he almost looks like he's doing the Carlton oh, on the oh, bench doing oh. the rip through. We're on to the next. Like, what do you got, Big Perk? I'm going with Chris Paul and look, hops, Oof. hops. Oof. Just imagine if CP3 had hops, hops, like Ooh. on a consistent basis. Oh, mm. come here, Dwight Howard. Yeah, yeah. And obviously we all know that I got to pick the best one. Are we going to run that or? <laughs> <laughs> guys forgot. There you go. There it is. Hey, this is CP in a nutshell. Uh, did you see? This is uh, Steve, Steve Kerr, like joking with him. And, yeah. and CP gives him the fake. Yeah, I got you, buddy. And then the, and then the regular face. But <laughs> CP is always great guy off the court, fun, energetic. We always in kill mode on the court. So this is the CP right there. I expect to see. Uh, tonight playing. All right. Well, if those are the three that you guys chose, here's the best of the rest, the cutting room floor of the classic CP3 gifts and moments. I I'm not totally sure how any of these didn't get <laughs> taken. What is happening here? It's, it's <laughs> oh, the acting. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. This is when DJ got the rebound and didn't know to shoot it. Oh, come here. And then there's this. Oh, I love this one. Oh. This one is hilarious. Yeah. A little. A little Chris. <laughs> I don't know why I'm reenacting every gif as it goes through, but it felt like the, the right thing to do. Apparently, that's how we are celebrating CP3's birthday for him. But for more on this and his teammates and organization and how they are celebrating all of this, I want to bring in Dave McMiniman. Dave, what can you tell us about how they're celebrating the captain? Well, Malika, there's not going to be any big party or, or perhaps there would be some sort of cake. But Bonnie Williams said that the team's focus is going to be on game three. And that's the way Chris would like it. Now, Cam Johnson, who is now 26, said he remembers being eight years old when Chris Paul came into the league. <laughs> and he said that there's going to be some light jokes that the team <laughs> gives Chris's way. But the one thing Cam's picked up from Chris, Chris, obviously, diet has increased his ability to stay in the career stay in his career and still be so effective. 
Camp says he's not going to be vegan yeah. like Chris is, but the one thing Chris has uh, preached to him that he has picked up on is you got to drink more water. And, you know, I, I think I say that to a lot of my friends, too. You got to drink more water. It's it's key to stay healthy. Yeah, well, if they have a cake and they don't want to eat it because it's not vegan or whatever, I, I know someone on our set, Kendrick Perkins, who would take that cake. The Suns, <laughs> they're on a historic offensive run this postseason, though, shooting at least 50% in all eight of their games so far. Why does that give Monty Williams pause heading into this game three? Well, Malika, for a couple reasons. One, he recognizes that Dallas was ranked number six in the regular season in defensive efficiency. And so they are a capable squad led by a coach who has the chutzpah to be able to dive into a series and change up schemes in Jason Kidd. Monty Williams says he expects the Mavericks to be the more physical team tonight to be trying to push the Suns off their spot so they can't get comfortable in their half-court offense. But Monty, he says, like, it's all about reps leading to trust. And and that's why the Suns, even though they're a veteran group, on a travel day yesterday, still came to the arena, had a late evening practice just so they could get in the rim, get in the gym, see the ball go through the rim, keep that rhythm going because he obviously recognizes that they are on a tear right now offensively. I want to keep that going. Dave McMenamin, thank you so much. Tip-off is just hours away. And by the way, you're not slick. I know. I need to drink more water. You can see both games we've talked about in this show tonight on ESPN. The Heat versus the 76ers at 7 Eastern, followed by the Suns and the Mavs. Still to come on NBA Today, what a series we've got out west between the Grizz and the Dubs. It's not at it one. Our panel previews tomorrow's Game 3. And speaking of pivotal Game 3s, can Boston find a way to keep it rolling as this series shifts to Milwaukee? We'll preview that as well. Plus, we've teased it all show. It's time to hop back in time and look back at this classic moment involving AI. Stick around. NBA Today rolls on. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. valuable player in NBA history. He's trying to stay with him here. Very quick move, and he comes up with a jumper. The attack from the beginning of the game to the end of the game. The steal by Iverson! He won the game! I wanted to make sure I put on the show and giving him everything you got. Man, there is literally nothing better than watching Allen Iverson highlights. Nothing. But 20 years ago tomorrow, Allen Iverson had a moment. Some might say it was the moment because it would be replayed over and over and over again. It would be dubbed the practice rant. You all know what I'm talking about. It became synonymous with his career, almost as synonymous as his crossover. But what's been lost in the clips and the gifts and the memes of that moment was the pain that he was sharing with everyone in that room and the lack of empathy for the underlying purpose in what he was saying. So for more, here's Scoop Jackson. We sitting here, I supposed to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. I mean, it, listen, we talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. Not a game. Not, a, not, not the game that I 
go out there and, and die for and play every game like it's my last. Not the game. We're talking about practice, man. I mean, how silly is that? Practice. The word took on a new life four days after the 76ers season ended in 2002. Allen Iverson and Coach Larry Brown had a season-ending discussion related to this. You know, your key player got to be there. He's got to be practicing. He's got to set the example, and he knows that. Journalists ran with it, asking Iverson about it repeatedly. AI had it on repeat. You just talk about practice. We talking about practice. We talking about practice, man. What are we talking about? Practice? It became a thing, a comical thing, a pop culture thing. You're sitting in here, you're supposed to be the franchise player. And yet here we are, talking about you missing practice. Practice? <laughs> practice? <laughs> practice? Not the game. Not a game, not the game you go out there and die for. We talking about practice, man. But it was more than a simple thing because, one, Iverson concluded that everyone in the room was questioning his heart, not just his work ethic, leadership, and commitment. And two, there was so much more going on below the surface. I lost. I lost my best friend. I lost him, and I lost this year. Everything's going downhill for me, far as just that, you know, far as my life. Making the thing that was lost in all of this the loss of everything. I, I lost. I lost. Me and my teammates and my coaching staff, we lost. This organization, we lost. He said the words lose or lost 16 times while he sat there. That was an entry point he gave us into what he was going through, an olive branch to understand it. You think great players, MVPs, make their teammates better? What you mean, great players, MVP? Well, yeah. I, I, that's what I am. That's what you are. That's what I am. You think so it ain't got nothing to do with no practice. Okay, guys. I don't, it don't have to, I, I, ain't, I ain't going nowhere. I'm not going nowhere. I'm not going nowhere. He can talk. We Let him talk. Let him talk. You can talk. You can talk. And once he was in, he was all in. The trial for the murder of Iverson's best friend had just started two days before the press conference. So the wound was fresh and wide open. Just for one minute, stick your foot in my shoes and try to deal with what I go through in my life. My best friend, dead. Dead, and we lost. This is what I gotta go through. This is my life, in a nutshell. That pain was evident and openly on display in everything he was saying. Yet, it somehow remained ignored. I'm tired. I'm hurt, too. I'm hurt, too, you know? Alan, could you address what Coach concerned about your practicing habits? We don't get a chance to see you practicing. Can you clear the air about all that? See that right there. How does that get dismissed and unconsidered? There's so much conviction in Allen Iverson's tone, you would think that a room full of human beings would have felt and understood. I'm just like y'all, though. Believe me, like you, I'm just like you. I'm just like you. I might be better, I might not be, but I'm just like you. I'm human, just like you. Just like you. 
This was Allen Iverson. Flawed, frustrated, open, vulnerable, defeated. And this was us, all of us, careless and caring less. Have y'all lovely life, man. Live it up to the fullest. Um, a really insightful look at mm. such an iconic moment. I think we can all agree for an iconic player and Matt and Perk. So many players I know have referred to Allen Iverson, the answer, as every player's favorite player, right? So I want to give you guys a chance. Just memories, thoughts, playing against, playing, um, seeing him play. What sticks out to you, Perk? Uh, uh, everything, especially what he did for the culture, right? right. The big white tees that hung almost to your knees, the long piece and chain. He taught, I mean, being himself in those interviews for the culture and also like just being, having that underdog mentality every time he stepped onto the floor. I just think, and even listening to that interview, think, uh, talking about practice, he was a way ahead of his time because mm. think about it now superstars <laughs> don't practice they don't and he was they don't even play sometimes I was gonna say, does anybody practice <laughs> do they play <laughs> right right so i mean you know just just ai man like if, if you was growing up and you was a fan of basketball you was a fan of ai even if you didn't root for the 76ers mm -hmm. uh, oh. I was, I was uh, you know, fortunate enough to call him a teammate, although I didn't see the floor very much early in my career. Uh, just to see what he went through day in and day out, mm. uh, as he's like, he would die for this game, but he would have two giant tennis ball-sized bursa sacks on both sides. Both of his hips are black and blue, because keep in mind, this is a small yeah, guy. Compact. This is back when the league was physical, early 2000, when I first got in the league. And what he went through every day just to get on the court, like as players, I, although I came after, they're like, you want him to save it for the game. Mm. Because, again, like I said, he's walking around like an old man, and then all of a sudden those lights come on at 7 o'clock, and he's superhuman. So I just think, as Perk said, he's been so pivotal, not only for the game, but just the crossover between cultures and everything he yep. meant to us. Uh, he's so important that I feel like, you know, he's, I can call him a big brother now. And we're, I'm in the process of actually building him and his, his mentor, Mo, a podcast right now mm. over the, uh, under the All the Smoke umbrella over at Showtime. So we're excited. I feel like he just needs to talk. We need to hear it. That's how important how much we love him. And, and just because, you know, this is me today, I got to say, it was, for me, it, it was it was the braids for me, yeah, AI. Right. We appreciate that. All right, gentlemen, if we could, I'd like to revisit our top story of the day, the Philadelphia 76ers. They announced that superstar center Joel Embiid participated in this morning shoot-around that was after clearing NBA's concussion protocols, and he's been upgraded from out this morning to doubtful on their injury report for Game 3 against Miami. So now I, I want to welcome in Tim Bontemps, live from Philadelphia. Tim, if you could, take us through the timeline of the progress Joel has made from this morning to now. So yeah, this morning, Malika, we woke up with Joel Embiid still out for tonight's game with this facial fracture and the concussion he suffered when he got hit in the face by a Pascal Siakam elbow in game six of Philadelphia's first round series with the Raptors last week. However, as the day went on early this morning, he was cleared through the NBA's concussion protocol and participated in the team's morning shoot around the start at around 10 a.m. 
Then at 12.30, he was upgraded to doubtful on the league's latest injury report, where he remains as of 3.30, doubtful for tonight's game. However, the Sixers have made it clear that that could change throughout the day. And as Adrian Wojnarowski reported at the top of the show, there is optimism that Embiid will be able to get back on the court tonight for game three against the Miami Heat. And with the Sixers down 0-2 in the series after a couple of rough games in Miami, certainly would be a huge boost to Philadelphia's chances to get back in this thing if they can get the MVP finalists back on the court. So, so Tim, if Joel is able to take the floor in game three, what have you heard regarding a possible minutes restriction for the all-star big man? Well, I think Malika, it's probably going to go right up until about 6:30, a half an hour before tonight's game, and we'll know for sure whether Embiid gets on the court or not. That's when the team's starting lineup comes out, and typically when Embiid has been questionable to play in a game, that's when we've officially known he's going to be in the starting lineup. But mm. when he does get out there, I expect Joel Embiid to go normal minutes. Jock Rivers said earlier this week, if he comes back, it's not like Devin Booker's hamstring; it's a facial injury. His, his uh, conditioning should be good, and he should be able to go somewhere near his full complement of minutes. Full complement of minutes. That is if Joel. Embiid is able to give it a go tonight. Tim Bontemps, thank you so much for joining us here on NBA Today. I, I do want to bring Zach Lowe back into the conversation because, Zach, there's been so much talk about Harden's struggles throughout this series, right, without Joel Embiid so far. How do you see Joel's potential return tonight impacting the Sixers as a whole? First of all, I want to echo something Perk said earlier. Like, I, I hope it's safe and assume it's safe for him to play. Like, I'm a little bit worried he's coming yeah. back from all these injuries that he's going to play through this, and I hope it's, it's okay for him to play. But, yeah, I mean, I like this matchup for Philly with Embiid. Obviously, now they're in a very deep hole. But for all the talk about Harden doesn't look like he's got his burst, Harden's struggling. When the two of them are on the floor together, Philly has been dynamite. And particularly, the Harden-Embiid pick and roll has been unstoppable. It's basically been the most efficient play in the entire NBA since the Harden trade. And, yeah, he doesn't have the same burst. He's not the same scorer. But Joel Embiid with the creative passer, there you see the numbers. The self-explanatory. You give Joel Embiid the ball in space from the foul line and in, he doesn't have to dunk like Clint Capella or an alley-oop guy. He's got a soft touch. He's got a jumper. He's got a one dribble, and he's at the basket. He's so good that a ball handler like Harden who can hand him off an advantage in open space, mm. it's easy money. And the two of them, for all the noise, have been absolutely dominant together, which is why I kind of liked this matchup for them. But now it's just the most basic reality of this series is Miami's halfway there and Philly's starting from scratch. It's a big uphill battle even if he's fully healthy and ready to go. Miami is halfway there, but there is a saying, it's not a real series until somebody wins on the road. So we will see if that comes to fruition tonight. Zach, thank you so much. Coming up on NBA Today, the WNBA season is getting underway, and one of the biggest storylines is the WNBA's efforts to bring Gr Brittany Griner home. We will get into that next here on NBA Today. <laughs> Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. 
The WNBA is back, and once again, ESPN and ABC are your home for it. We will have 25 regular season games and exclusive coverage of the new expanded playoffs. And for more, I'd like to welcome an ESPN special correspondent, Angela Rye, to the show. Angela, there's no bigger question and bigger storyline this offseason in the WNBA than Russia's wrongful detainment of Mercury star Brittany Griner. So you recently sat down with Commissioner Kathy Engelbert. What did she tell you about how the league is dealing with the issue? As Kathy emphasized how important it is for the WNBA to rely on one of its principles, which is players first. We've seen the tremendous activism of the players from everything from uh, Breonna Taylor to uh, Ahmaud Arbery, and we watched people all over the country follow that same model. We don't think Brittany Griner will be any different. So today, 78 days since Brittany Griner was detained in Russia, now the players will lead with this season opener, but unfortunately without Brittany playing tonight. WNBA All-Star Brittany Griner was arrested. Griner currently detained in Russia there while is she no U.S. diplomatic presence there to help her. She could become a pawn in a bigger political battle. We're trying everything we can and find ways to get her home safely and as quickly as we can. Now the U.S. government considers Griner, quote, wrongfully detained. Recently, a social media campaign started, IMBG, in honor of Brittany Griner, who we don't know when she will return home. What are some of the things that folks should be doing and paying attention to? Yeah, I think what we're seeing is, obviously, um, Brittany is, is in an unimaginable situation. This is real life. We're doing everything we can, working with her uh, legal representation, her agent, the State Department, the administration, everybody we can find that can be an advocate to try to get her home as quickly as possible, but safely as possible. Uh, we're doing some activations in the tip of our season coming up here around Brittany, led by the Phoenix Mercury, but also we're going to activate it across all 12 teams about some of the kind of humanitarian, philanthropic things that were important to Brittany. Acknowledge how important Brittany still is to our league and how much we're thinking about her. She knows that she's in our thoughts, that she's in our prayers. I think about her every day, and I can't wait till she gets back here with us. When your whole family is counting on you, you have to go above and beyond, including going overseas. What do you see in terms of the value in players going overseas? We have not done a good job of globalizing the game and turning these players into global stars, so we're never going to prevent them from opportunities to play in the offseason. One of the reasons Angela I took this job was to help players with their post-playing careers, set them up, whether they want to be a coach or a broadcaster. More and more players are not going overseas, and they're choosing to become entrepreneurs. We're now paying some of them to market the league in the offseason, but the incentive there is that they don't go overseas. We're also cognizant that it's tough to make a, a WNBA roster for players who don't get a lot of playing time in the WNBA, but we want to do want to give them more incentives to stay here, we want to give them more money to stay here, and that's everything we've been chipping away at and working on. The maximum player salary in the WNBA is currently less than the NBA player's minimum salary. The max base salary for a WNBA player is slightly more than what Magic Johnson and Larry Bird were drafted in in their rookie contracts in 1979. What else are you expecting of the other people in this ecosystem, whether it's the fans, the companies, the change makers? Yeah, and, and it comes down to the reason I was hired by Adam Silver, which is the economic model underlying women's sports is very tough. It's like pushing a big boulder up the hill. Angela, you know, less than 
5% of all corporate sponsorship dollars go to women's sports, women's sports, period. In that collective bargaining agreement I mentioned in January of 2020, we tripled the pay of the top player. We closed on the capital raise in February of this year, but we need to make more progress. And I think the name image likeness in the college game right now is actually, I was not the biggest um, proponent of that originally because I said, oh, what? just another area for women to be undervalued. I was wrong. Women are being highly valued in that. I just want to be known for someone who, who developed and drove an economic model that makes women's sports thrive for the next 50 to 100 years. I'm not sure, Angela, that we have enough time in this show to unpack everything that we just heard you and Kathy speak about, but I, I do want to go back to Brittany Griner here. This is, it's a global story. It, it's not just the WNBA. So what is President Biden's administration doing to bring Brittany home? Well, as you know, Malika, they just uh, changed the category from detainment to wrongful detainment mm. earlier this week. Now we also know that former U.N. ambassador uh, uh, Bill Richardson will also be running point on helping to Brittany, helping to get Brittany home. What we also know, and, and I want to start where our, uh, or in where I started, and that is to say the WNBA players will still be ensuring that this story is, does, is not away from our consciousness. She's going to be front and center on the court, her name at least tonight. And of course, we are BG is a hashtag that will continue to let folks know exactly what's happening. But a wrongful detention means that hostage affairs at the State Department is also running point on ensuring that Brittany comes home and soon. Angela, thank you so much. The season, it kicks off tonight. And ESPN's first WNBA game of the season is Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern. Reigning MVP John Quall Jones leads the Sun Let's against Sabrina Unescu and the Liberty. Still to come on NBA Today, which star needs to step up the most ahead of these pivotal games that await our panel answers when we return. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. What's up, hoop heads? Basketball fans, student of the games, don't mind me. I'm getting ready for this doubleheader. After all, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Santa Perk in the house. No, no, no. Not Santa Perk this time. Got my people in here with me. I'm talking about the playoffs. And not just the playoffs. Two. Count them up. Two. Game threes on ABC. How can you up this game? The Jays and the Seas take on Giannis and the Bucks in Milwaukee. Hand him down the center of the floor. Leads for Wiggins. it up and dumps it. This series is all tied. Then, uh-oh. You know what that music means. The dark side. G12 in the Grizz. Now that that thing up, one game apiece because of plays like this. And this. A monster to add a chance. God bless America. So be like your boy Big Perk. Take a seat, grab some popcorn, and lock in. 
just be careful and watch your ankles. Looking right now. Dazzling from John Moran. Good Lord. Enjoy the double header and carry the hell off. <laughs> I know y'all seen the active skills. Hey. Nobody sets up a great day of games quite like you, Big Perk. But I'm going to be honest with you, I, I was still left with more questions and answers. So many, in fact, that I couldn't even narrow down my questions. So I went to the always kind, always positive, always loving sports Twitter world. And I asked you all at home for your burning questions about this weekend's Bucks, Celtics, and Warriors, Grizzlies games. And we got so many responses, Perk. I'm talking hundreds of responses. As but expected. since you're our resident Celtic, let's start with the Boston-Milwaukee series. Because Phil Cross, mm -hmm. he won wants to know what do the Bucks need to do against the Boston defense for Giannis to excel stop the isolation plays for Giannis because the Celtics are too good at, at loading up stop posting him up for us those isolation plays put him in the pick and roll move him to the five position let him go dribble handoff actions quick swings quick hitters guards coming off he's diving to the basket put him in position to be successful you cannot stop him he is one of the most dynamic rollers in the game today. You cannot stop that version of Giannis Antetokounmpo. Thank you, Big Perk, and thank you, Phil. All right, we're going to carry the hell on, and let's head to the yay area. And who better to talk about the Grizzlies and the Warriors than someone who literally played for both teams, my guy Matt Barnes. So, Matt, our friend Luke Stevens, he wants to know who on the Warriors should take on the challenge of guarding Ja now that GP2 is out. Well, let's make this very clear that there's not a person on this planet that can stop John Morant. Mm. Uh, GP Duke did a great job of trying to make things difficult, but there's certain players you can't just stop. So I look for a team effort. I see, I think Andrew Wiggins is going to be on him a lot. Clay Thompson is going to be on him a lot. But what they have to do, they have to keep it tight. Boxes and elbows, change up their looks. You know he's going left. Similar to how when I played, we knew Ginobili was going left. The whole game plan was to stop him from going left, and you still couldn't do it. Similar with Ja, you just got to make it difficult, put bodies in front of him, and hopefully challenge him at the rim. But the way he's been shooting the ball of late he has been tough, too. So again, I think this is going to have to be a complete team effort at home to slow down job. You said similarly to the way you used to do it. Are you suiting up this weekend? No, I, I thought about going out there and lending a couple fouls, but my knees, the way they work. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta ice them up. Thank you, Matt. All right, so that covers both games individually, but let's go a little bit more macro here and talk about both games. And for those of you who don't know, Zach Lowe, he is social media. There is nobody who has a better pulse on the Twitterverse than Zach Lowe himself. So our buddy Ryan C. Zach, he wants to know which star that is down in their respective series, meaning the individual star is most likely to take over this weekend to save their season. Because he is a proven champion, because he's a 16-game player, I'm expecting a big weekend from Draymond Green, who has not really impacted this series quite yet. Of course, he got ejected from game one. He has nine turnovers and 10 assists in the 49 minutes he's played in this series. Some of his turnovers were uncharacteristic, kind of sloppy live ball turnovers, and you cannot give the dark side, you cannot give the Memphis Grizzlies too many live ball turnovers because they will dunk them down your throat. I expect Draymond Green to exert his will on this series with the series returning home with the game one ejection in the rear view. I'm expecting vintage, vintage Draymond Green. I like it. Zach Lowe, thank you so very much. And that was fun. Let's do that again. Get your questions ready. We're going to do this again next Friday. Appreciate everyone who sent one in. The games this weekend at 3.30 Eastern. 
on ABC. We have the Celtics and the Bucks, and then followed by the Grizzlies and the Warriors at 8.30. NBA Today will be back in 60 seconds. NBA Today is brought to you by Canva. I complimented Matt when he walked in on, you know, he's always the swaggiest guy. Does he kind of look like, like a chic Harry Potter right now? <laughs> it's the tie. And they're like, are you wearing like five layers? Are you cold? It is a little warm out there today, but hey, this is, you know, what we decided to go with. Okay. I think that was a good call. I don't know about you. A couple, couple of my friends text me. I just showed it. They did say I look like Harry Potter. Yeah. So all I'm hearing is I was Thanks, right. That, yeah. that's, that's what I'm hearing. There's right another now. movie. I need to be in it. <laughs> First, you have to read the books and watch the movies, and then and then we can talk oh, about it. Cool. All right, there's a lot at stake this weekend. Let's get back to basketball. The Suns and the Heat hitting the road. Games three and four, 2-0 series lead. Number one seeds in that spot. They historically have won 95% of their best of seven series. And then the Warriors and the Bucks, they're back at home Saturday for game threes in a series that's tied at one apiece. The game three winners in this situation, they win the series 74% of the time. So four game threes on the slate tonight, and then tomorrow, plus some potential closeout scenarios on Sunday if the Warriors and the Heat are able to win on the road tonight. So it's time for some bold predictions for what's going to happen on the court over the weekend. Zach, I want to start with you. Take me through your predictions. You asked for bold, so I'm going Big bold. And bold. I don't feel great about it, but I'm something, <laughs> I'm something in my gut. I think the Suns are going to Dallas and going to sweep the Mavericks out of the playoffs. I don't mm. like this matchup for Dallas. And something wow. about what Phoenix did to Luka Doncic, who scares the heck out of me in a playoff series. I don't like picking against Luka in any game. But something about what they did to him felt like they snatched a little bit of the Mavericks' soul in that fourth quarter of Game 2 in Phoenix. So I think my bold prediction, I'm not sure I'd bet money on it, but I'm saying Phoenix sweep onto the conference finals. We, we still have that push broom in the back, Matt. We still got it. What, what's your bold prediction? Zach, I feel just like you. I, this is going to be bold, but it doesn't really sit all the way well with me. Okay. But my prediction is one of these two games in Dallas. No, I did that before I got in. <laughs> one of these two games in Dallas at home, Luka's going to go for 50, and they're nearly going to escape with one victory, and then the Phoenix will close it out when they get back to Phoenix. Okay. 50 for Luka. 50. Come on, Luka. In a win. Come on, Luka. 50 for Luka. Big perk. How can you top the 50-burger with your bold prediction? Oh, I'm going with the number one defensive team in the league, the Boston Celtics, to go into Milwaukee and get game three. I think Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are going to rise to the occasion. I believe Marcus Smart is going to be back. And I, and I strongly believe that this defense – is going to continue to give uh, Giannis problems, and they're going to shoot the lights out, and they're going to win in great fashion. Celtics in seven. Okay. So those are our bold predictions. I want to just revisit again our top story for the day. Joel Embiid upgraded from out to doubtful. Zach, what's the number one thing, if he is able to play, that you are going to be watching on the court with him tonight? I mean, how he moves around, if he, is he tentative? Is he, is he worried about getting hit in the face, in the arm, in the thumb, whatever it is? But just how they integrate him on offense. They've been stuck in mud on offense. How does that Harden and beat pick and roll kind of click all that stuff? Fingers crossed the big fellow's healthy. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's really the biggest thing, right, is, is how is he able to, to get out there? Is he looking like he's tentative? Because sometimes that can be the thing where you're kind of squinting. So we have great games this weekend. I'm so excited to watch them. But before the show ends, in honor of 
of Sunday also being Mother's Day. Everyone on our staff here at NBA Today would like to wish all the mothers at yeah, ESPN yes, around yes. the world happy, happy Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. And my mama, Karen yeah. Andrews, Vanity, baby happy mamas, Mother's Day to baby, my wife, yeah. all my mom, baby mamas, yeah. all of everybody. Them. Yeah. All the yeah, mothers. Granny, happy Mother's Day. <laughs> my mother-in-law, happy Mother's Day. Perk's yeah. got a whole happy list yeah. of his Mother's Day. No, just three. Okay. Just three. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Everyone enjoy the Mother's Day. Enjoy the NBA games. We are going to be back on Monday, and NFL Live is coming up next. Look at all the ESPN mamas. I love that.